0: Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, um, this morning, you know, we were talking about uh, being stirred by God's Word. You can put the the, the, uh, slide up. And... um, Really felt uh, like we've we finished on Sunday mornings uh, about this particular um, uh, aspect or or message. And uh, but uh, a couple of things that I didn't get to this morning, this one I just want to make mention of tonight. You can go to Psalms one nineteen. Um, actually, Brother uh, Shower just reminded me of this scripture, and I looked on my notes this morning. I had this written down, but uh, I didn't. I skipped right on over it. But it is so good. Psalms 119, we read uh, 129 and 130 this morning. It said, your testimonies are wonderful. Therefore, my soul keeps them. The message that every word you give me is a miracle word. How could I help but obey? In verse 30, the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. What a a great scripture. And uh, the Amplified said, the entrance and unfolding of your words give light. Their unfolding gives understanding, discernment, and comprehension to the simple aren't you glad it's not just that the entrance but it's the unfolding of god's word and really that's what we should be after no matter how long you've been born again no matter how long you've been walking with the lord there is still an unfolding there is still more uh uh, entrance to happen there's still more unfolding to take place of god's word and uh god will do that in your life if you're hungry anybody hungry for more of him you want to learn more you want to grow in these things i trust you do and uh and as long as we have that expectation, he will always meet us. He'll always be working in our life. And uh, that's a part of staying stirred up, staying, staying motivated, having it, uh, uh, these things fresh on our attention. And that fire, that desire for more of him, uh, and especially his word, because that's our foundation. That's where it starts with, that expectation. And uh, as you expect from the Lord, he always meets needs. He always shows up and answers. Always, 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 always. So I'm so grateful for that. Well, this morning, you know, um, uh, I had a few things written down. We just didn't get to it. You know, it's always uh, tough. Uh, Brother Chuck was up in uh, Ohio, right, in the last few weeks uh, with family, helping out with family up there. And he got to minister at their church up there. And this morning he told me, he said, Now I understand what, what you mean, what you go through. He said, Every week, you know, you're like, Oh, I'm running out of time. He said, you know, I, he got to minister when he was up there. And he said he kept realizing, Oh, the clock is just... I'm running out of time. and There's not enough time. And um, there's always so many things you can talk about, so many things you can share, and, and you just endeavor to kind of hit on the highlights or what the Spirit of God's wanting to, to uh, emphasize at that moment. But you have other things, you know. That's the problem. When you sit down and you start to study, I mean, the Lord will keep talking to you about... All sorts of things. Oh, well, that's good. Oh, I, oh, that's great. Oh, you know, well, I, I don't have time for that, but that would be really good. And so what do you do? And uh, because it's also good. And so there's just a few things that uh, I had jotted down. And we're talking about staying stirred with the Word of God and how to, uh, the importance of this in our life. Well, what do we do? And this is real practical. This is a very simple. Some of it might be a little bit, uh, some repetition in here, but what do you do? You know, it's, impo- it's good to know what you need to do, but it's also important that we have real basic steps about how to make these things happen. I'm so glad that our walk with God and, and achieving uh, all that the Word has for us and the Lord wants us to walk in and experiencing these things are easy. It's not difficult. Uh, it is a choice, and that really is the biggest uh, the biggest bl- uh, stumbling block or hindrance is making a choice because you're always, that apple's always going to be there. And you always have to choose righteousness and choose God's way. And, and that's where the big struggle is. But um, some real basic things that'll be a help to us. And so I had written some things down. And number one, if you want to make sure that uh, you're stirred with the Word of God living this life where you're constantly stirred, you have to make sure that your spiritual diet isn't full of junk food. Your spirit is feeding on something all the time. You're a spirit being. Sometimes we forget. You're not flesh. You're not emotions. You are a spirit being. And your spirit doesn't take a break just because you're not in church. Your spirit doesn't take a break and check out and it just doesn't exist. You know, the real you doesn't cease to exist because you're out and about and doing different things. Your spirit is always awake, always alert, and you're always putting something into it. And if you want the, the, the God's Word to be, to be alive in your life, if you want to be stirred where God's Word is concerned, you have to make sure that you're not uh, filling up your time or your, your diet, so to speak, with a bunch of junk food. And we've all been there before. We've all seen it and, and experienced it. In Proverbs 27, verse 7 of the New Living, uh, Proverbs 27, verse 7, it says, A person who is full refuses honey, but even bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry. So the person who is full refuses honey, but even bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry. People say, well, I just don't have an appetite for God's word. I just, it just, it's not that appealing to me. Well, it's not appealing, not because it's not good. It's not because it's not profitable. It's, it, when it's, we go through times where it's not appealing, it's because we're filled up with something else. Because this said, and this is true, you've been there before. Ever been really hungry? When you know when you're not that hungry? Food comes, it goes, you can. I'll take it, I'll leave it. You know, on Thursdays at office, you know, we, we try to, we go go have a staff lunch, and it's always a big debate every week. Where are we going to go? I don't know, where do you want to go? I don't know, where do you want to go? And I don't know, where do you want to go? And, and it goes around the, the circle three or four times, and 10 minutes later, we're still looking at each other. Well, what do you want to do? I don't know. And because, you know, when you're really not that hungry, I mean, we're so blessed here. We're really so blessed here. I mean, you know, it, there, there really is a thing, first world problems, you know, that we get so upset and concerned about stuff. We are really, really, really blessed. Pastor Christopher, I talked to him uh, a couple days ago, and next year they're going to spend all of their time in Africa back in Zimbabwe. And uh, he said, you know, we've not been there in six to eight years, and, and we're going to do all of our Africa crusades in, in Zimbabwe next year. And, Zim, and I was like, oh. That's exciting, <laughs> because the last time we were there, it's a place full of, of, of people are naturally very hungry. There wasn't a lot of food there, and, and it was, uh, that was our first trip to Africa with him, and we took a suitcase full of snacks and different things, you know, but just because there wasn't a lot of options. But, you know, if anything was moving, it was eaten, right? I mean, literally, when we were in Bulawayo, we, we didn't see birds, <laughs> I don't remember seeing any animals in the city of Bolo. a city of a million people. I didn't see anything crawling. I didn't see dogs, cats, we did we chickens. There was, there was not. They don't have a stray pet problem in, in, in Bolawayo. When people are hungry, they're gonna find something to eat. And and things that you wouldn't even consider when you're hungry, you'll eat it. When there's when there's a desire there, I mean, you, it doesn't matter. You'll you'll you will. Okay. Suddenly, the grossest thing in the world looks. I think I can eat that. You know, I think that that's possible. Well, you know, sometimes the word of God because it it steps on our toes and it challenges us. You know, God's word can be very challenging to us at times and and not always naturally we just like, oh, I just that that just feels great. But when you're hungry, you're willing to dive in and feed on those things, and so when you fill your time full of a bunch of other stuff and other things, and other things take the priority, well, your hunger level is just gonna just gonna go is gonna have problems. If you're struggling spending time getting a chapter in a day, I would say check up on your diet, check up on what you're feeding on. Something is being fed into your life, and so it's important that we make sure for that. Even the most uh, 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 even though life is mostly easy, don't allow spiritual laziness into your life. Spiritual laziness is an awful thing. It's a killer. Uh, Proverbs uh, twelve twenty seven says, Lazy people don't even cook the game they catch, but the diligent make use of everything they find. This is the New Living. Lazy people don't even cook the game they catch, but the diligent make use of everything they find. It's not that it wasn't available. Not that they didn't find it. It's just lazy people don't take advantage of these things. Proverbs thirteen four of the New Living says: Lazy people want much but get little. But those who work hard will prosper. There's something about putting forth effort and putting forth some, uh, having some determination. I'm going to do something, and, and laziness will rob you of your of your of your your desire and the growth that God's Word will provide. Um, Proverbs 18, 9 of the New Living says, A lazy person is as bad as someone who destroys things. A lazy person is as bad as someone who destroys things. I read, like I said, I've told you before, there's different things I read every day. Book of Proverbs is something I read every day because it's easy to to make sure I know where I'm at every single day. There's so many good things in here, and I'll, I'll go through different I don't know if you can tell or not, right now I'm going through Proverbs this month through the new li- with the New Living. So, I mean, I'll take a different translation as I'm doing it every month in different, different translations. I'm doing the New Living. But it says a lazy person is as bad as someone who destroys things. When you're lazy, I mean, it's like tearing down what the Lord has for you. It's, it's, it's actually working against what God desires to do in your life. Mark Hankins, I think it was Mark Hankins who said this. He said, you can't have million-dollar dreams with minimum-wage habits, you can't have million-dollar dreams with minimum wage habits. Oh, I, I want to grow. I want God to reveal himself, you know, and, 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 and we should want that. I believe every believer who really knows Jesus in their heart, they want to grow. There's a desire to develop. There's a desire to mature. There's a, de- there, there's a knowing there's more, and there, there is, it's on the inside of you. You'll never get there. You'll never have million-dollar dreams, Million dollar walk with the Lord, million dollar understanding with, with, with uh, minimum wage habits. Good, a, good, a good word there. And of course, you know the, the, the fourth thing that I was going to talk about, I've listed too. the fourth thing I was just going to mention as practical things is um, choose a life in the spirit. We did spend some time on that, and um, it's a decision that we make in Galatians 5:16, this is how uh, the new king, King James it says, "I say, that, say then walk in the spirit, and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh." A life walking in the Spirit is a choice that you make and the one that's not driven by the things that you just want to do. And that's a choice. That's a decision that you make. And so you have to make that decision. But the third thing I was just going to talk on, and I was just going to hit it for a few minutes, and we'll, we'll spend just a couple extra minutes on it, is the importance of what you do with this right here. I mean, this right here is one of the most important things you can, you can deal with. Most battles are won and lost right here. I believe Brother Hagen said that. Most battles are won and lost right in the mind. And if we want to stay, uh, uh, you know, if we want to stay in a place where the Word of God is important to us, we're stirred by it, we're protected. You know, we read uh, last week from Revelations chapter 2, the Nicolaitans that we referred to it this morning, that this idea of compromise and this doctrine of, of compromise and things that were being introduced that Jesus despised. If you want to protect yourself from that, you have to watch out what's going on, going on up here in your mind. Um, go to uh, James chapter 1. James 1, we'll look at the twenty fourth or 21st verse. And these are things, I know, that uh, we know here. We've been taught well over the years, but they're good for, to remind us. And uh, another motivation, more motivation to do something. I hope you're not bored with this. This will help you. <laughs> this will this will help you in your life. In James 1, 21, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. You know, when it comes to 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 the the saving of the soul and the redeeming of the soul, when you're born again, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have become new. And that's spiritually speaking, you're a new person. The real you is made new. But how many know your body didn't change. You look the same, but your mind doesn't change. And and the tendencies of your mind, those things don't change. And there there are times people would try to explain away the, the new birth as well it was just an emotional thing because Nothing looks different and nothing appears different on the outside. Life just kind of goes, well, they're missing the fact that something happened on the inside of them. But then you have to do something with the way you think. You have to do something with the way you process and the way you approach things. And it says here that that to lay aside filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness and openness the implanted word which is able to save your soul, the amplified uh, it says, to so get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness and in humble, gentle, in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in our hearts contains the power to save your souls. The only thing that can change the, your, your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions that can change that is the word of God. There's nothing else that can do it. There really is nothing else. I mean, there, there is something about just deciding that I'm going to be a more positive person. That's a good thing. But to actually fix something and completely change it and to recreate, save uh, 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 your mind, your will, your emotions outside of the Word of God, it's not possible. Because only it has the power to do that in your life. It, it's the only thing that has the ability to do that for you. Uh, maturity comes through the doorway of knowledge. Maturity comes to the doorway of knowledge. Growing up, you have to understand some things to be mature. Uh, Your mind, left left to think what it wants to think, is not pro-Bible and not pro-God's Word. Your mind does not have a pro-Jesus bend to it. It doesn't. Now, when a person gets born again, when they first meet Jesus, a lot of times there's a lot of excitement there. And there's a lot of passion there. You know, you have to work to not lose that. You have to work to maintain that hunger. And and a lot of times people are just, they're so sold out and just excited. But long-term change and long-term speaking, your mind doesn't just naturally go pro-Bible. It's going to go with what it's always done and what works best for it. And what it likes, your mind likes to think on the things it likes to think on. Your mind likes to have attitude, your your emotions like to have attitudes. I mean, all the things, that's just a part of the fallen nature of man. It has been trained by life to go a certain direction. And it's not, it doesn't just go God's way on its own. These are all things we have to be intentional about. Dr. John, his favorite word next door was always being intentional. You have to be intentional with what you do with your mind. Look at Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, chapter, verse 7, it says, Because the carnal mind is enmity. What is enmity? It's hostile, antagonistic, contrary, ornery, <laughs> fighting, fighting. It, it, it fights. It says, The carnal mind, human reasoning, is enmity. It's hostile, antagonistic against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor can, indeed can be. Your mind has is, is, is been trained. It just, It's not going to go God's way unless you do something with it. You can't do that outside of, of getting into the Word of God and allowing it to change the way you think. Yeah. Brother Hagin has said the greatest need in the body of Christ is, is what? You might know what he said. You might know what he said if you've heard him say it before. Is, is a renewed mind. The greatest need in the body of Christ is a renewed mind. The greatest need is a renewed mind. That's a pretty powerful statement coming from someone with all those years of ministry and all the experiences that he had and all the victory that he walked in, all the things that he knew. The greatest need in the body of Christ is a renewed mind. The greatest need. You know, there's a vying for the, for the mind on the planet, there's a vying for your attention. We live in a generation now like none before where there's so many things calling for our attention. Tr- pulling on us to think this way, to be consumed with this, to, to meditate on this. What is meditation? Meditation is nothing more than just going round and round, dwelling on something. I, I like to describe it as when you go to a hotel and you have one of those circular doors, you know, Whoever had been in a circular door and it suddenly it stopped working on you and you ran into it? That's always fun. But uh, you go into a hotel and they've got those circular doors. What happens is you can get in that circular door and you can kind of get stuck in the loop. You know, if it gets going fast enough, it can kind of just carry you along. Well, meditating is like getting, into, getting on a subject and getting in a, a turnstile. And going round and round and round and round and round and thinking about it and thinking about it. Your mind wants to think about all these other things, and life wants to do that to you. There's so many things vying for your attention, so many things uh, vying for the things that are on your mind. We were in Pro- Romans chapter 8, verse 7. Go back a couple of verses in the fifth verse. It says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit set their minds means they pay attention to. They pay their attention. They pay attention to. You know, people that you might consider to be really spiritual, the really the biggest difference to them. Or if somebody you just think is just that person is really, really a spiritual person and you admire their walk with God. You ever have, have anybody like that? I have people like that. That you just admire their walk with the Lord. And fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, people sitting next to you, you just admire their walk. You know the difference between that person and somebody else is they just are paying attention. They're choosing to set their mind on It's really not that difficult. Because where your mind goes, you go. What, what, you, what you put your attention on, that's what you're going to have. That's the direction you're going to go in life. And so we want to make sure we're setting our mind on him. Proverbs chapter 30. I'm reading a lot of scriptures to you. Is that all right? All right. Good, good. I didn't write them. Uh, The Lord, the the Spirit inspired them, so they're good for us. Proverbs chapter 30, uh, verses 5 and 6. Only God's word can protect us from worldly thinking. Only God's word. That's not what was written. I've just said that. Only God's word can protect us against worldly thinking. In Proverbs chapter thirty verses five and six, it says, "Every word of God is pure." Note in my Bible said, "Tested, refined, found pure." He is a shield to those who put his trust in him. Do not add to his words. Do not add to his words. Well, if you're not supposed to add to something, it's also you shouldn't take away from something. We should we should take it as it is. Why? Because it's been found pure. Every word has been found pure. And, 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 and has been tested, has been found true. And we have to hold fast to these things. We have to make uh, make these things uh, uh, supreme in our life. It goes back to, you know, treating God's word as absolute. It really, it's all tied together. But you're going to have things that are going to come up. If you want to stay stirred up in, in the word of God, you have to approach it as it's, it's a pure thing. It's true. That's what will protect you. There are so many things after our affection, after our attention, that, that, I think it said, set your attention, the, the King James, that says set your affection of that verse we just read a minute ago. Set your attention on things, set your affection. It, it, it controls what you love. What you love is what your mind is on, right? And there's so many things after that, so many things after your affection, your attention, only the word of God can do it because it's the only pure thing that's out there. You have to trust that. We, the scripture we all know is in Romans chapter 12 uh, in the first and second verses. Scriptures we've, we've read. I've read this so many times I can't, even, I can't even count the number of times I've read this scripture. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. And this is an ongoing thing. This is an ongoing practice, an ongoing walk. You present your bodies a living sacrifice Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, we're singing that song. You know, in my life, be glorified. That's that's what a living sacrifice looks like. That's what that is. Is it's an ongoing process. It's, that is a culmination of one's life. It's what we're talking about. That song is a culmination of one's life. That's not not just a moment, but a, an entire lifespan. Right? Well, if you're going to do that, you have to daily offer your life as a living sacrifice. wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. How do you do it? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The Amplified says, don't be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind By its new ideals and new attitudes. What is that? That's ways of thinking. Those are ways of approaching things. By its new ideals, new attitudes, that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. So it's important that we do this, and only the Word of God can do this. Well, how do how do how do we retrain, How do we renew our minds by the Word of God? Retrain the way you think. Retrain the way you think. Retrain the way you think. Anytime something is said and it and you you can see it in the Scripture, and it riles you up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It just it just kind of riles you up on the. Just kind of I don't like that. In fact, that kind of makes me angry. You need to retrain the way you think about it. It's always a choice, and we're always going to have those things. If you're growing, he's always going to challenge you. You're going to read stuff in the Word of God that's going to challenge you. Your, your decision, what you do with that, really has everything to do with whether or not you stay stirred up with God's Word. The minute you start to say, you know what, I choose something else, I choose to, to, to think my own way, then you are putting water on that fire, that that hunger, that desire, that 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 thing in you that we're supposed to keep stirred up, you are, per, you are putting on water on that flame by making a choice to not change the way you think. Every thought has to be laid at the altar of Jesus. Every, every altar has got to be laid at the, at the altar of God's word. Every idea, every thought, every impulse, everything we want to do, we renew our mind by finding out what God's word said. There's a parallel verse to this in Colossians 3. This is out of the, uh, the New King James 3, 1 through 4. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. It says, uh, if then, the New Living says, since, if then or since you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Notice, set your mind on things above, not on the things of earth, for you died and your life has been hidden in Christ in God. When Christ who, who, who is our life appears, then he will also, then you will also appear with him in glory. But notice verse 2, set your mind on those things above. Well, what is, what's it talking about? I'm going to think about the birds. I'm going to think about, you know, space. I'm going to think about, you know, just things above me. Maybe just really high and lofty. What's he, think? What's he talking about? Set your mind on things above. He's talking about the Word of God. Set your mind on those things. Who sets your mind on it? We do. That's that's entirely up. I know we know this, but this this is a big battle in our life. This is an ongoing thing. When you turn on the news and... And, and, you know, we're heading into political season. When we're heading into those things, there's a lot of stuff I'm going to start screaming at you. have to set your mind on things that are above, right? When, when, when you go to the doctor and they tell you something, you have to make a choice. I'm going to set my mind on things that are above. When you're dealing with your spouse, when you're dealing with your kids, not my spouse, but y'all, right? When you're dealing with your spouse, you have to make a choice to set your mind on something else, What does the Bible say? What does God say? And and not so much about them, but my response. What is he telling me to do? We have to do this. This is a choice that we make. This is a decision that we make. It's tied into treating it as absolute. I don't have the right to say yes or no. This is what his word says. This is what what the Bible says. This is what Jesus, the word, has spoken. And so I just have to do, I'm just going to do. There's such freedom in doing that. There really is freedom in it when you just, you, your internal arguing goes way down when you do that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Arguing with yourself about this and with about that? When you know what the word says and you just say, well, that's it. That's the end of discussion. You'll live a whole lot better life, a whole, have a whole lot more peace internally because I just, that's what the Bible said. Yeah, but it feels this way. It looks this way. It doesn't matter. This is what the Bible says. This is what I'm going to, I'm setting my attention on that and that will carry you through. Amen. Like I said, I said this morning, we need more information. We need more than information. We need revelation. And spending time in his word is the only way that's going to happen. And it's a choice that we make, it's a decision that we make. It's something we must do. Jesus is our wisdom. said, so Jesus is our wisdom. The word is our wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. I tell you what, there is no greater wisdom than than, than Jesus, and we know Jesus is the Word. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, I know these are you know we're kind of come to the end of of this series, you know this section of what we've been doing and talking about on Sunday mornings, and and I hope that you know you've been challenged to to to. Take, take a step up in some things and start reassessing what you're doing and, and making a point to, to, to put his word first in your life. You know, as a church, that's important to us. That's what God is calling us to do, needing us to do. The world needs us to do that. The people we come into contact need us to live a life where God's word is the primary thing. You may say, well, that isolates it. No, it doesn't. That's does not isolating to us. It's protecting, but it does not isolate us. In fact, it makes us more available to be a help when we'll do that. A lot of people think, well, that's just that we, we might be, it might cause us to remove ourselves from certain things, but we actually makes us more useful for the time we're living in, in this day, what God wants to do through us. And so, you know, God's word is so, so important, such an important thing in our life. Amen. Praise God. Well, God is good. Is that all right tonight? All right. All right. Didn't keep you a long time, did I? You want me to go longer? Oh I heard a yes, I heard a couple like I saw a couple of faces. All right. <laughs> you don't want to get in trouble on a Sunday night. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's just thank the Lord for a few minutes. Just lift our hands and love on him. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. Glory, 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 glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for your word, hallelujah. Thank you for your word, thank you for your word, thank you for your word, hallelujah. Glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God. Thank you for your word, hallelujah. You know, when I thank God for his word, I'm not just stalling. I'm actually grateful for his word. <laughs> if you want it to have more value in your life, be more thankful for it. The things you're thankful for are the things you value, the things you prize. Well, whoa, whoa. what I prize, I'm thankful for. That's not the way it works. What you are thankful for is what you prize. So I'm just thanking God for his word. That's actually stirring that up. That's stirring that up in my own heart, my own life. My, my, that's stirring that hunger and that desire for more of his word. That's, what, that's part of what that is. Let's just thank God a little bit more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for the things that we've seen. Hallelujah. Thank you for the things that you've revealed to us. Hallelujah. Thank you for the light that we've had. Thank you for the light that you've given us. Glory be to God. Thank you that your word has all the answers that we need. Hallelujah. In every situation, every issue, every problem, hallelujah, is answered. Its foundation is found in your word. Hallelujah. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We're grateful. Hallelujah. We're grateful. We're thankful, Lord. We're thankful. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Father, we're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful for your instruction. Hallelujah. We're grateful for your guidance. We're grateful that you've spoken to us, revealed yourself to us. Hallelujah. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful, grateful, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Father, we're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. Hallelujah. Jesus, we honor you. Jesus, we magnify you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You know, there may be some folks that you've been facing some some things that require you to make a decision. I've been there many a times where you're required to make a decision. And you can spend a lot of time. I've done it before. Spend a lot of time and a lot of effort trying to talk the Lord into doing something different or leading you another way. (laughs) I've done that so many times. Looking for loopholes, looking for way outs, looking for somebody else with a good spiritual track record maybe that will validate what I'd like to do. I just want to encourage you, just do what the Bible says. See, this this is where the Holy Spirit is so important in your walk. And in your 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 reliance or your uh, 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 how the word is 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 revealed in your life is putting a demand upon him to show you what you need, right? Putting a demand on you on him to to point you in the right direction, bring things back to your remembrance, right? This is why it's so important. What it, whatever it is you're facing, ask the Spirit of God to help you to see to see clearly. What do I need to do? What has your word said? He will guide you. He'll, you'll be sitting there. I've been there before, and I've asked, all right, what do I do? And suddenly, I'll get quiet, and a verse will come up. Right? A verse will come up, or even sometimes, just a couple words will come up. And I'll be like, oh, oh what, what is that? And so I'll get, I'll get my computer out or something. I'll put right, scripture. What, 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 what is that? Because I don't know exactly the whole verse, but, but what is that? He told me what I needed. I would then go search it out and then look it at it. I said, ah, that was my answer. That's exactly what I needed. The Spirit of God will do that for you. But but he's got that's got to be your go-to where you're looking to the Word and you're looking to the, to the Spirit. The Spirit will always confirm the Word. He'll always line up with the Word of God, right? But if you'll go to Him and expect Him, He'll answer those things. There's not a single thing that you're facing that is too big that the answer isn't there. The Spirit of God will direct you to what He said in His Word. That will be the exact thing that you need to do. And you know when you get it, you don't have to figure it out. You just know that's what I have to do. That, that's the answer. That's where my confidence is. That's where my trust is. in, and, and just depend upon Him. I've had to do this so many times. Like You know, this is going on. I need an answer. I've got this situation here. Okay, Lord, what, 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 what do I need? And just on the inside. See, when you've been taught well, and you've been around these things that makes it so much easier. That's why spending time every day reading, you're putting it in you, right? You you're you're doing your part, you're giving the Lord something to work with, right? He brings it back to your remembrance. That means you put it in there in the first place, right? You've you've done you've 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 put forth effort to put it in you. Like when you come to church, you're listening to the word. You're listening to what's being spoken. You're not just hearing a message, you're actually listening what's What's the word saying to me? What's the, what's God talking to me about? What, what's the Bible have to say? You're listening. Then the spirit of God will bring those things to your remembrance. It really is fun. It really is a fun place to be in when he's answering things. And you're like, you have this massive question that's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And the answer is so simple. That's it. That's it right there. Oh, okay. All right, Lord. That was easy. Thank you very much. Praise God. That's the way it works. Put a demand, make your life where it centers around the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You got anything you want to add? No? All right. Anything you want to add? No? Brother Steve? Hallelujah. Anybody, anything anybody wants to add? That's scary, isn't it? Open up to everybody. (laughs) Brother Chuck, you've been preaching the last several weeks up there. Anything you want to add? Yeah. Say it again. Meditation produces, meditation produces revelation. Revelation produces motivation. Motivation produces action. Action produces fruit. Ooh, praise God. Hallelujah. You know, meditation starts with a choice. Yeah, starts with a choice. You get in that turnstile, you get in that circular door, and you just start thinking on it. Just start thinking on it. Just start thinking on it. Right? Praise God. It produces, and you know that's good. I like that. Did you preach about that? Ooh, praise God! All right, they got a good one up there. All right, they're they're calling him back next week. We got to watch out. We got to watch out. Praise God. Anybody else? Hallelujah. You know the you guys get things. I said, you, you all get things, and, and we know you get things, right? It's okay if, if you get something, and we're asking. It's okay to, to give it out. It would be a blessing. That was a blessing to us. That's, that's, that's what a church does. The members helping each other, amen, and, and ministering to each other. That, 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 was a, that was a big help to somebody. Kirby. Seek first the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. He said, you got to seek first the kingdom of God. That's purposing to get into his word. Yeah. All these things will be added to you. Yeah. You know, this is not hard. Right. I said, this is not difficult. It's not a difficult thing. But, you know, we can get good at doing this and living this out. That's how our light begins to shine. That's how we, that's how we, we walk in these things and we, we model these things for people is by doing it. But putting these things into practice, when somebody's like, what's the difference? What's going on? What's the big deal about you? You have something to tell them because you're doing this. This is the life you're leaving, that leading. You say, well, it's easy. I'm just seeking first the kingdom of God. I'm just meditating. And they say, maybe you don't use the word meditating if they don't know what that means. You know, I'm just thinking on. I'm letting the things. I'm just letting God's word. The scriptures just consume my thoughts. I'm just thinking on those things. You know, put it in terms they understand. But that's how you can be a light. That's how you can minister to somebody. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching.